I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle. What's up, Dog Nation? Welcome in for another Wednesday night. Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. I'm Jeff Centel. And hey, sit back. We are looking at the clock, like Mr. Munson used to say, well, look at the clock, look at the clock. We took an extra couple minutes. We tried to shoehorn another awesome piece of content into tonight's show. So you can tell us afterward whether or not that was time well spent. So come on in. Hang out for a second. Hang out for about 30, 45 minutes with Dog Nations Before the Hedges. I am Jeff Sintel. Before we get to our big five, let's kind of tease what's cooking up right here. We're going to have, I remember that great uh, coach interview we had last week with Oak Ridge High School's Mark Schmidt. We got another one of those. Last week it was Justin Williams. Folks around the uh, Oak Ridge program call him Justo. Now this week is his counterpart, another Georgia commitment on the same team out in Texas. That's Joseph Jonah Janye. Great conversation there with the head coach about uh, a future big man in the middle for Georgia. Defensive lineman, still growing, still very young. Um, that's an interesting feature. We're also going to have um, DeMello Jones. I guess that's the DB of the moment right now. It's the DB of the moment right now with uh, Georgia's uh, defensive backfield. We spoke to him earlier this week. We had a story that went up on dognation.com last night. Now you're going to see from DeMello and hear from DeMello himself tonight here on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. Oh, and you know what? We thought we'd also put a player highlight voiceover sharing with what we think makes this one of the recent commits for Georgia very, very special. We're going to talk about the williams area decision a little bit, and we're going to discuss where Georgia goes at the safety position in 2024. That's how we try to get our arms a big, huge uh, Godzilla-sized hug around Georgia football recruiting the 2024 cycle for the nation's number one class in 2024 and 2025. Forgive me as I come rushing into the door, rushing through the door with everything we got cooking tonight on the dinner plate for Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. How's everybody doing? Everybody doing good? Everybody ready for some getting closer to the season? Are you guys gobbling up those practice reports like you're already going down the Halloween aisle at Kroger, getting those Reese's pieces, those Reese's pumpkins or something like that? I know my family, my teenagers are into something like that. But before we jump into the big five, lots of content, another loaded show for you guys tonight. Here's the quick five. Quick five is always brought to you by Short Attention Span Theater. If you're having trouble keeping up with the show, if the points take too long and you'd rather your Before the Hedges content come in six minutes rather than 36 minutes or 46 minutes, well, the quick five is just for you. First off, um, I'm going to let this be said. We talked about this on the Dog Nation Forum this week. Not all recruiting decisions are bag drops or major NL factors. Certainly makes case, certainly make the case for certain ones of late or in the 2024 cycle as a whole, but not all of them. Sometimes they're just good recruiting jobs. They're just another team recruiting well. Lots of times that's Georgia recruiting well to close on a player they really like during their senior season. Second thing on the quick five, I do think Georgia will continue to recruit K.J. Bolden until the end of his decision, until he signs with Florida State or Georgia or wherever it may be. I do think Dream School had a lot to do with that. I do think the financial considerations there were looming over that decision. I, I know how every decision now gets magnified, and sometimes fans feel better when they say, oh, it was just a lot of money, or it was just great NIL. Uh, I think it's a combination of factors. That's my own personal opinion there. And how, from the very first time I spoke to KJ, you've read 
those words on dognation.com. He said his dream was to be a Seminole, and he repeated that on Saturday night. And, you know, Georgia, like I said, is going to keep recruiting him, kind of like Alabama kept recruiting Peyton Woodyard out of St. John Bosco High School in California, even though he committed to Georgia back in January. Um, ripple effects of the K.J. Bolden decision. Well, I had a source at Buford High School tell me that lots of players are going to follow K.J. Bolden in the 2024 and 2025 classes. I think that means uh, Georgia's going to have a hard time holding on to Jaden Perlotti, uh, the current Buford linebacker that's the number four linebacker in the country, a top 50 line, overall prospect at Buford High School. Those two are just really so tight. So that's something for Georgia to kind of look for and see if that happens down the road uh, with the 2025 recruiting class. Uh, we went in depth on this uh, recently. Uh, I believe in Nate Frazier on Sunday, if you guys saw our Kroger commitment special on Nate Frazier. I don't think there's such a thing as a Buford curse or a Gwinnett County curse. I really don't. I know a lot of you guys out there do. I really don't. I think a lot of this stuff is on a case-by-case basis, and I think there will be players coming down the track in the 2025 class and the 2026 class that will kind of reverse that mojo what everybody's thinking about the Buford curse and the Gwinnett County curse. Um, The final thing on our kind of quick five right here is these 2023 freshman prospects are what we thought they were. I'm hearing great things about Yazid Haynes, Lawson Lucky, Jonel Aguero, Justin Rett. Uh, Tyler Williams has had a moment or two as well. Uh, so lots of these young faces, Jordan Big Baby Hall, of course. Uh, seems like Jamal Jarrett's getting a lot of coaching because Georgia's trying to get him ready to fulfill a specific role on first and second down later on in the season, kind of like the recipe Georgia had with Jordan Davis in the 2018 season as well. That's what I'm thinking right there. Now there's the big five, but guys, there's always so much talk about when Georgia, it feels like when Georgia loses a commitment now, it seems like everybody's got consternation or they're stomping their feet or everybody talks about the one that got away. Well, there's one here that I don't want the Before the Hedges crowd to lose sight of. We're going to keep our eyes on the ball with the recent commitment of Nathan, Nathan Frazier, Nate Frazier, Nathaniel Frazier, whatever you want to call him, special back for Georgia. Um, Simply put, highest rated back for Georgia. Uh, should he go on to sign, which I do think he will, that will be the highest rated running back signee for Georgia since 2019, excuse me, the 2018 class. And that was when uh, Zamir White went number nine overall on the composite. And then James Cook, I believe, was number 41 overall. James Cook, I see a little bit of that in Nate Frazier's game. If you could give me a gumbo with a little bit of uh, special Nate Frazier sauce, he's his own player. Give me a couple of pinches of no Sean Marino and give me a dab or two, a big dollop or two maybe of DeAndre Swift. That's kind of the player comparison, 5'10", 5'11", about 210 pounds. Number one running back in the country for both rivals and on three sports, on three.com. So very highly regarded. He's number four overall on the composite, number 41 overall on the composite, number four overall running back that is. And you know, one thing I wanted to do is I wanted to take those highlights, goodness, Nate Frazier's got a lot of highlights, but I kind of wanted to cram them down into three minutes, I would call it. The, you guys that are Apple Music fans, these would be the Nate Frazier highlight essentials with some voiceover, some thoughts, put together a kind of a smattering of what we see on Nate Frazier's best play. That's first up, number one on our big five right now. You want to know a little bit more, you want to dive a little bit deeper into what Nate Frazier's like as a player.
That's coming for you right now on Before the Hedges. All right, Dog Nation, what makes Nate Frazier special? You have to splice in his highlight tape here. This is halfway through it, but to me, this is the epitome of a Nate Frazier run. Extra effort, breaking tackles, and look, his pants are on fire as he makes the big play. See that first down chains? And then right here, you're going to see a whole lot of home runs. See that extra effort there? See that extra gear? You're going to see a lot of Nate Frazier running away from people in this highlight reel. This one, guys, again, multiple angles. Georgia doesn't have backs right now that can do a lot of this in the next few classes. Put his foot down and go and erase angles. Guys, this right here is a pedestrian play. It's a he takes it around the edge, and no one touches him. That is a lot harder than it looks, but that breakaway speed does this. And really, this is the stop-the-tape play right here for Nate Frazier. Watch this. Extra effort, finds the seam, and then just leaves people. Tail lights. See you later. Six points. We're going to call this one of their, our favorite kind of slogans right now for Nate Frazier would be, touchdown goes Frazier. Remember that classic boxing line about down goes Frazier? Well, Nathan Frazier running away from guys, nobody catching up, going to the end zone, housing a lot of plays. Give him a crease, and he is gone. Another effort play right here. This is what I really like. The thing that Dell McGee likes about Georgia backs is can you get yards after the play has been blocked for you? If it's supposed to get eight, can you get me 15? Can you get me 12? Look at Nate Frazier right here. Should have went down earlier. Should have went down there. Keeps rolling. Keeps fighting. Keeps getting extra yardage. That is the epitome of a Georgia back. Another carry right here. You're going to watch. Catches a face mask. Doesn't matter. Makes a guy miss. Chris Berman would come up with a lot of whoop, 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 whoops for that right there because that's Nate Frazier. And then love this at the back end of his tape. Got tons of big explosive plays, but then he's chopping up pass pro. Picking up guys, giving his quarterback time. There are clips of him right here of him leading the way at times, but over and over again. You see blitz pick up giving his quarterback the time to get the ball downfield, out on the edge, taking on a backer, taking on an edge. A lot of good stuff here in the Nate Frazier film, not just those home run plays. Again, taking on a man one-on-one blocks. Look, he's trying to get another block downfield. You love that. Nate Frazier, again, back, you know, back, in the, back in the shotgun set with him right there, giving his quarterback time, able to handle. These are some good guys here right there. Look at him right here. Taking on, this is St. John Bosco right here, taking on a blitzer, taking on a guy on the edge. You see all these big plays with Nate Frazier. You see him galore. But this stuff right here, it matters to the young man. He's got it on his highlight tape. Look at him running the lead right here against St. John Bosco for his teammate. Lots of really good stuff here for Nate Frazier. Not just home run plays. Not just 11.4 yards per carry. Here he is again, setting the, setting the edge, holding up a guy on the edge on the perimeter against Bishop Gorman. Lots of good stuff. Nate Frazier, dog fans, should be ecstatic. Three, three minutes and four second highlight clips we could ever throw together. We want to just try to give you guys a little bit more of that, especially now when the class is kind of basically four or five names, five or six names left in the class. So we're going to do a lot of those kind of tape, chopping up the tapes, kind of pulling out the premium cuts, kind of pulling up, pulling out that good stuff where you, you heard me say earlier about after like, I think it was the fifth play, and that was like lots of college recruiters. I've heard this story for years. When they're watching a highlight tape, young people, when you're building your highlight tape, you should put your best five or six plays at the start of your tape. That's about all the attention span a college coach will have. Maybe they'll get to tape, maybe they'll get to clip four, maybe they'll get to clip five. But that was one. I think it was the first one for me. And then on the fifth one for me, 
you could really just pull out two Nate Frazier, two or three Nate Frazier highlights there, and you're like, stop the tape. That's enough for anybody in the country to give him an offer. He's got a GPS miles per hour time on film around 23 miles an hour. He averaged 11.4 yards per carry. Uh, was in a double-duty backfield with another All-American running back that's in the 2025 class at modern day. Lots of things that just scream uh, fits really great for the Georgia Bulldogs. And what they'll have now with Chauncey Bowens and Dwight Phillips is probably the most dangerous, explosive running back class that Del McGee has probably ever put together at Georgia when you think about Three guys, a guy with 10.24 speed, another guy that's 220 with 10.8 speed, and then you got Nate Frazier running a 10.5 as well. That's a lot of speed right there for one running back class in Athens. The second thing up, I guess we got to talk about this. Everybody's wanting to know. Seeing a lot of questions about it on my social media. Everybody wants to know with where does Georgia have to go now with his safety position. Right now, remember Jalen Hayward decommitted. He just committed as UCF. K.J. Bolden, now a Florida State Seminole commitment. Peyton Woodyard decommits and flips to Alabama. Georgia really now has two defensive backs left in the class. Luckily for the Dogs, they have the best defensive back in the country in cornerback Ellis Robinson the fourth. Fantastic get there. I think um, you can look all up and down the industry and you can say that Ellis Robinson is probably the best cornerback prospect in the industry dating back to maybe 2018, 2019. Definitely for Georgia – uh, he's a lot more polished than uh, maybe a Tyson Campbell. Tyson Campbell is still getting a lot better in the NFL. Now he's one of the top 10 or 12 cornerbacks in the NFL. And that just goes to show he hadn't played a lot of cornerback in high school growing up. In high school, he was injured a lot. So I think Ellis Robinson the fourth does have the potential to be an impact player. But at the safety position, I think there's a couple of things. I think Georgia will continue to recruit Woodard. I think Georgia will continue to re- recruit K.J. Bolden. I don't see them going after Jalen Hayward in this class. I think handwriting has been on the wall for there for a while. I do see Cam McKell. I do see the ability. That's the young man out of Statesboro that wants to play on the offensive side a lot. Also got a lot of runway, I feel like, on his college decision. He may take it into 2024. He may be a, a February signee before he makes his decision. I think Cam McKell wants to figure out what he wants to play first and where he wants to play it and what do those depth charts look like right there. I will say one of the things that DeMello Jones told me is that's the guy he's been recruiting for a long time. Thinks he would be a great safety for the dogs. A lot of speed, a lot of size. Another 10.5 guy in the 100 meters. That would be a great eraser at safety potentially for the dogs. And I say this often, but I always think of it. I think it just feels right when you can look up and down the Georgia roster and they have a defensive player that used to play high school football for the Statesboro High Blue Devils. Just just always feels right to me to look on the Georgia roster and see a talented player from Statesboro, especially on the defensive side. Another thing to think about there is, you know, one thing that we got to mention is Chris Peel, Kyron Jones, those are freshman corners, freshman safety slash guys. Georgia has – the luxury of signing a lot of DBs in the last class that can do a lot of things. They were high school running backs. They could, they were rated by the industry in some places as corners. But I think right now you hear where they're starting out at. It's at safety. And then you got Aguero and you still got Malachi Starks there. You got Ja'Cory Thomas. I think safety is going to be just fine. Georgia's fans have got to remember that Georgia signed guys like um, Chris Smith, made him into an all American safety. They've gotten great, um, production and reps out of guys like William Poole III, 
uh, Latravius Brini when they were later on in their Georgia careers, even the walk-on Dan Jackson. I think the safety spot will be just fine. And that's enough said right there. The third thing as we go on our big five right now, rolling down the track, I think that's the Williams-Winary decision. Now, that's August the 14th. The decision will have been made by our next Before the Hedges show next Wednesday night. So here's a teaser. Williams-Winary remains the number one guy in the top targets, special defensive lineman. The thing here is I think it's Missouri and I think it's Georgia little bit of Oklahoma in there as well. That's what I think the decision's coming down to. Uh, that's another decision. You hear a lot of things where uh, NIL is going to be a factor. Will the Missouri Tigers um, set the market in terms of NIL for a home state player? Remember how they took care of Luther Burden? Luther Burden got his own potato chip, of all things, um, when he signed with Missouri. Now, there's different rules for NIL in the state of Missouri compared to Georgia. And that's an advantage staying home that a Williams Winery will have as well. But Williams Winery is part of a very kind of loaded uh, August where you're going to see three five star uh, defensive linemen. That's Edric Houston out of out of Buford. Uh, not quite as sold as others are that he's going to go straight to Ohio State. Then you've got um, David Stone, another another big time big time defensive lineman as well. So three big five star defensive linemen are going to come off the board. Georgia is a major contender, I think, there for Williams-Winary. But number one defensive lineman in the country, the number three overall player, this is not going to be a walk-in-the-park Kazanski at all for the Williams-Winary recruitment right there. Took a lot of visits. Georgia uh, took him, hosted him for an official visit. That was a fantastic official visit. I think Williams-Winary is cool on the development and keen on the development at Georgia. Uh, and then he took that another official visit Another unofficial visit at the end of July. I think that was important. He has family in Atlanta as well. So you're looking for reasons why the dogs might close with another five-star, another number one defensive lineman. I think that's the bated breath for Dog Nation for the rest of uh, the month of August in terms of another likely potential five-star. Uh, and then the williams winery decision will impact how well Georgia does with uh, Aiden Breeland and also LJ McCray out of Daytona Beach in Florida. Interesting stuff going there. Now, we teased it earlier. We promised that you guys want to get mellow. You want to talk to DeMello. We had a chance to catch up with uh, DeMello Jones at the Corky Kell Dave Hunter Classic Mia uh, luncheon, annual luncheon on Monday in Smyrna. Uh, good conversation there. DeMello is one of the more stylistic dogs in this class. I always see him representing. Always got you know something really nice, something clean on to wear. Let's take a minute right here. Let's take four and a half minutes, actually, you want to hear from DeMello Jones? You want to see what Georgia's other top uh, defensive back commitment looks like right right now? It's what he sounds like right now, folks. That decision, that commitment remains very robust, remains very solid for the dogs. Let's hear it right now from DeMello here on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. Tabello Jones, man, senior year. What's it feel like heading to your last year at Swainsboro High School? Uh, it feel good. Uh, ready to get the season started. Uh, we're going to have a good season. What type of year you expected? You got any goals? Uh, really just won the state championship. We got short last year. This year, we got to accomplish it. How big is that bad taste in your gut from last year, man? How much is that motivating you and your team? Uh, a lot. We played a good game. They got the best for us. We're going to be back. 
How do you feel about being a dog? A lot of people always worry. They say you might take visits. They say you're committed, though. Like, how would you describe the strength of your commitment right now? Uh, 100%. How so? What keeps you? What do you like most about being a dog? Uh, really, uh, I've got a good, a good uh, relationship with all the staff, everybody on the staff. I talk with Coach Friend every day, and that Coach Bush Town every morning. And, uh, me and Coach Perkins click a lot. So, I think you're rated as a safety. You've probably played more at corner, or you expect to play more at corner. How do you feel the industry views your skill set? I mean, didn't you used to one time be an athlete, rated as an athlete? Like, tell me about all the things you can do to help Georgia one day. Uh, really, I could help all around, like, as far as kick return, defense, really a little bit of offense. I could have a lot of stuff. Now, every commitment has a job or maybe a guy to work on. Is there a guy that you're still working on? Is there a guy that you can't wait or want to really see hope join the class? Who's that guy for you? Uh, probably Cam Michael. Uh, been working on him, trying to get him to come. Yeah, Cam Michael. What are you telling him? Uh, it's a place to be. Uh, he won't. He wouldn't want to miss out on it, so come, come join the family. Now, that guy, a lot of his highlight tape is offense. Mm -hmm. He's played quarterback a lot for Statesboro, mm -hmm. and he's, he's mentioned he wants to play both sides of the ball if possible in college. I think Georgia likes him as a DB. Like, what kind of skill set does he have? Like, what would he bring to the class? Uh, he bring a lot of vision, uh, a lot of speed, real fast. So he'll be a good, like, all-around conversation just to be around, just to have him over everything. It'd be good. What do you like best about being a dog? Uh, it's been at home state. Uh, I like that a lot. Being, growing up watching Georgia play uh, and that being a good school, a dream school, I like it a lot. When did you know you were going to be a dog? Was it when France started lighting you up, saying you could run because he needs guys that run, can play corner? Like yeah. I've heard him have that speech, man. He's like, you got to be a dog. You got to be able to run to play for me. Yeah. Like, When did you know it was Georgia for you? Uh, really? Uh, after after they won uh after they won it all and all the coaches were like it's on me on me that's when I knew I wanted to be a dog. The first title or the second title? Sick. And you feel like you could be part of a lot more? Yeah. Man. What do you think about this recruiting class you're a part of right now? Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, we got number one class right now. Uh, we just gonna keep building on it. Demelo, what's your dream? Everybody's got one. What's your dream? Uh, make it to the NFL. Yeah. Jeff, favorite team growing up? Uh, not really. I mean, I like the Ravens, but. Awesome. Tell me about the best play on your highlight tape. Uh, uh, you got one? It's a lot of good ones. What about the favorite play? Favorite play you've ever made? Is there one of them? Probably a 90-yard touchdown or something like that? Uh, maybe the one championship game, the one-head catch. I like that one a lot. If someone has never seen you play before and they're in the stands and they're going to watch you for the first time, what do you hope they see? What do you hope they walk away from that game knowing about DeMello Jones? How much of a versatile player I am. Awesome. And where's your height and weight right now? Six one, one seven eight. You're going to enroll early or you're going to go your whole senior year? That's what you want to do? Yes, you going to take any visits this fall? Where are you going to go see? Uh, I might take a couple. Uh, if I do, it'll be Alabama, Tennessee, possibly Miami, but I don't know. Those are home games there? Uh, yeah. And if you got any more officials left, how many have you taken so far? I took three, so I might uh, go to one more. You can take as many as you want. Those are the I new know, rules. Yeah. Tell me about your Georgia official. How does that stick in your mind? Uh, it was good. A lot of commits there. A lot of us got the bond. It was uh, real good.
Georgia. DeMello Jones, he's from Swainsboro. Uh, highway one, you got to go through number one highway to number one to get to Swainsboro. Appreciate your time, man. And thanks for joining us. Yes, What's up, Dog Nation? We're back. Pretty mellow. DeMello, very nice fellow. Um, that's all the rhymes. That's all the bars. That's all the lines I got right now. Uh, if you thought that was good, Dog Nation conversation style, let's just roll right into another one. Remember Mark Schmidt out of uh, Oak Ridge High School? That's the coach that coaches five-star linebacker Justin Williams. That's the coach that also coaches near, trending, rising, near five-star Joseph Jonah Ajanye. Still probably going to end up the youngest player in this Georgia class, 17 years old. Um, hasn't been in America that long. Great, great story. You want to learn a little bit more about Joseph Jonah Ajanye. You want to know how the, the inner circle there at Oak Ridge High School thinks about what they have and about what Georgia's getting. Well, that's what Dog Nation conversation, that's what Before the Hedges is all about. Let's find out a little bit more right now about Joseph Jonah Ajanye uh, right now here on Before the Hedges. On the outside looking in, I think the most remarkable place for me to start is, what was he, 6'4", 6'5", 230 last fall, and now he's 6'4 270? Like, how does that happen? Yes. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um because he has become a, a large, large individual, and it's and it's it's good good weight he's put on. Because you know, Joseph has been in the United States maybe six, seven years total. Uh, he's from Nigeria, and uh, prior to coming here, he'd never played football, and so his first experience playing football was as a freshman. And so, you know, in, in terms of of, of of an upside to Joseph, it, the ceiling is extremely high just because he's there's so much more for him to learn and grow as a defensive lineman. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't been doing this for very long, and uh, so so that's the that's the the great thing about Joseph. He's only going to get more physical and and more uh adept at you know hand-to-hand combat and learning the different techniques of playing d-line uh with each year that he's that he's uh like this year will be a huge year for him and his freshman year in college i mean he's and and he's he's growing i mean he came here as a skinny you know six foot three probably 185 pound kid and now he's at six five two seventy two seventy five Wow. And he's embraced the weight room, loves the weight room. Uh, you talk about a wingspan. He's got a he's got like a, a seven foot wingspan, or or a six foot ten wingspan. You know, and he's six five. And so, does that mean he's still growing? I think he is. Uh, wow. You know, I've never met his father, but he he told me that his father is six eight. So I mean, so to me, the, the, there's one more. The ceiling is unbelievably high for him. Uh, because I see him still growing. I mean, he's he's a uh, he's a uh, every time I look at him, he looks like he's gotten bigger. Uh, and 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 you know, because he hasn't been in the United States his whole life, uh, he's he's still learning new stuff every day. I mean, and I, I think part of part of his, his growth is, you know, his diet. You know, his has expanded to to you know eating eating more americanized foods and things like that 
more calories, more carbohydrates, and and with the work that he's putting in, it's 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 converting it into muscle and stuff like that. So, uh, he uh, he's he's he, and 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 he too is a great kid. He's 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 more quiet than Justin. He's very serious kind of guy. Um, he's very he, he he's he's he contemplates stuff. You can see he's a thinker. Um, but he has this whole football thing. He has completely embraced it. I mean, completely. Uh, he loves uh, what he's doing. He loves the weight room. He loves the physicality of playing D line. Uh, and he too is extremely explosive. And you can see that on video. Um, and he's got tremendous upper body strength. Uh, when he puts his hands on a on an offensive lineman. Uh, you know, he's going to be in control. Uh, so, you know, he's fun to watch just because he's he's so new to it. He's 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 raw. So, do you think? I don't know. This is maybe a hard gauge, but do you think he's even twenty five or thirty percent of the football player he will be? It's it's hard to gauge. All I can tell you is his growth and and technique. His growth in strength, his growth in in his size, it's like I said. It, there's there's so much more there to him. I I can see him potentially being 290, 295 pounds at six five six six. Uh, I can I mean I can. It's just because that's what he's done between his his end of his sophomore year and uh, end of his junior year. That 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 transition took place, and uh, and I know I know he's going to get bigger. But if I would have showed you this future for him and a picture of what he looks like right now on that first day that you saw him as that scrawny kid, would you have believed it? No, because because uh, you know I, I thought okay here here's this kid he's a good looking kid he's got a pretty good frame uh, he's tall. Uh, I would have it would have been a real real stretch for me yeah. to visualize him weighing 275 pounds as a senior. You know, I could see him at 250, you know, 255, but 275 is it was just uh, that's something that that would have amazed me if if I thought that that was the reality of it. Just from a pure coaching standpoint, I'm curious. You probably ended last year thinking, okay, Joseph will be for us here. That'll be a big check mark, check box. That'll be filled. We'll have a great player there. And has he grown and evolved into a totally new position on your defense, or is he just going to be doing what he did last year with a bigger frame? Uh, he's he's gonna he's he's gonna he's gonna play you know inside as well as outside. You know, for us in in high school, a guy like Joseph can do that. You know, uh, he can be a three technique. He can be an edge player. Uh, you know, it, that's yet to be seen at 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 the SEC level. You know, will he will he be able to still be an edge player, or will he be relegated to be a three technique and inside player? You know, that's I, I, I can't I can't say that. But for us, he will be that guy, and he, and he'll do a great job at, at at playing either one of those positions. There you have it. Lots of intel there on uh, both of the future dogs at Oak Ridge High School. In Conroe, Texas, that's right outside the Houston area, one of the larger school districts in Texas, at least one of the larger growing population density-wise school districts in Texas. And Georgia goes into 
Conroe, Texas, Oak Ridge High School and lands two top 40 overall commitments, two defensive commitments for their class. Both of them have very unique stories. Can't wait uh, to write the banana pudding story about Joseph Jonah Ajanye that will show up on dognation.com very, very shortly. Guys, that's a good read. Quick five, big five review. You had a, we, we sliced and diced the tape for Nate Frazier. We talked about Georgia goes from safety in the 2024 class. We previewed kind of the Williams-Winary decision, which will be made by the next time we have our show this week. We had a Dog Nation conversation with DeMello Jones, who's now a very important kind of transitional, can play a lot of DB, safety, uh, corner. Georgia's going to start him out as, at corner uh, in the 2024 class. That is still a very solid, strong, robust, robust titanium-type commitment there. And then we had another great conversation with the head coach of Oak Ridge High School about Joseph Jonah Ajanye. I see in the uh, comment section that he's a lot of folks have a lot of good goodwill and some very – it sounds like Joseph Jonah Ajanye is going to win some popularity contests among the 2024 recruiting class amongst Dog Nation. And I also want to say happy birthday to Randy Payne down in South Georgia. I hope uh, – I hope uh, somebody brought you some cannolis or something good – Uh, Something really good to eat on your birthday uh, to have a celebration down there in Tifton. Hopefully, the town will still be standing after tonight, Uh, Mr. Payne, and your big celebration there. Uh, Guys, that was the big five. You guys got questions? I'll be looking on Facebook. I'll be looking on the Dog Nation homepage. I've already answered one of those on the Dog Nation homepage. Been kind of mixing in there with folks on Facebook as well. Appreciate everybody joining in. You guys are enjoying the content. You guys say, okay, Jeff, we'll give you, we'll give you a little bit of slack. That, that five minutes on the clock, we, uh, we appreciate you squeezing out another interview for us, putting another segment into the show as well. So let me know how we're doing. Let me know how you like the show, how things are going. Um, that's what the like button's for. That's what the subscribe button's for on YouTube. Always love to bring this type of stuff to you that goes beyond the written word and goes beyond the page of the world pages of the world famous dognation.com. And now, table stakes each and every week. We call it the meat and potatoes. You got to get some meat on the bones of the before the hedges show. We talk about top targets. We talk about the commitment glance. But right now, let's start with the breakdown where there's a little bit of fluidity. Everybody knows recruiting is like. Uh, the Koei River or like Chattahoochee River or like Niagara Falls. And sometimes there's always some alkalinity. There's some, there's some liquidity sometimes to recruiting classes. Let's take a look right now at the class breakdown for Georgia. What have we done since the last show? We'll look there. No, look no further than another top 100 player on offense and Nate Frazier. Look at all those top 100 players on offense. Asterisk mean they got a top 100 national recruit. You got one at quarterback. You got two at running back. You got one at wide receiver. Nitro Tuggle is just knocking on the door there at number 101 overall on the composite at receiver. Jaden Riddell. Uh, everywhere you look, Georgia's going to get top 100 guys, except for offensive tackle and interior offensive line. They've got one there in Daniel Calhoun as well. He's number 96 overall. But it's very, very hard to find top 100 offensive linemen in this class, especially offensive tackle and interior offensive linemen. That's your breakdown on offense, and now Georgia has more top 100 players on offense in this class than they do on defense in this class. And, folks, that is a major win and a major key there for Georgia going forward to get that offensive side of the ball as electric as what Georgia's going to have with those monsters and savages on the defensive side of the ball. And now let's go to the loneliest graphic in Kaylee Mansell's graphics wheelhouse. 
that would be the special teamers. That would be Drew Miller. Drew Miller just recently got tagged as the number one punter across all services, rightfully so. Very hard for punters to show up with a lot of stars. Drew's actually a three-star. He's a great overall athlete coming out of Iowa, the state of Iowa. Georgia also recently picked up a long snapper, preferred walk-on in Luke Robb out of Brentwood, Tennessee. That's all you'll see on that slide. And now, defensively, Georgia, a lot of white spaces right there. Pure DBs, nobody's committed in the class anymore. Pure safety, nobody's committed in the class anymore. Still haven't found an edge rusher there for the Georgia Bulldogs in this class. I think that is a uh, symptom of how well Georgia recruited the edge position a year ago with three top 75 overall prospects to play the edge. Damon Wilson is another name that I've heard um, about how practice reports, how those practice reports have been going. Damon Wilson has looked very good at times, especially in what he's expected to do in terms of getting after the quarterback. Look at those defensive linemen. Nemanja Ogboko, Joseph Jonah Ajanye, Quintavious Johnson Jr., Jordan Thomas. Jordan is a top 100 overall prospect as well. Uh, Justin Green is number 106 overall. Ellis Robinson is the number one cornerback in the country. Uh, Christopher C. Jones and Justin Williams both committed to Georgia in the month of July that last month. There's your class breakdown. Let's take a look next. Uh, the next slide up the list is the recruiting snapshot. 26 commitments, still number one nationally. Georgia lost a commitment, a top 100 commitment over the last week in Peyton Woodyard. They gained one in Nate Frazier. Obviously, uh, still a knock-your-socks-off recruiting class. 16 guys on offense, 9 on defense, 17 out-of-state, 9 in-state, 16 commitments in the SEC footprint, 10 commitments beyond the SEC footprint. And look at that breakdown right there, kind of in the midsection of that graphic. Three five-stars, two on defense, five top 50s, two offense, three defense, Top 100 commits, Georgia now has 11. They have more of those on offense than they have on defense, no matter what that graphic says. And Georgia has more top 150 commitments on uh, offense than they do on defense as well. This is the shifting of the class for the 2024 recruiting snapshot. Um, and look at that. Offensive players among the 10 highest rated commitments right now, Georgia now has six. And that is exactly the recipe for a much more balanced uh, Georgia football program in the future, thanks to the 2024 recruiting class. Top targets time. Getting very skinny. It was already skinny last week, but then Nate Frazier came off the board and K.J. Bolden came off the board. I saw some people in the comments section asking me a little bit about flips, uh, flip targets. I would, if, I had to put, if I had to ask um, the marvelous Miss Mansell to create a new graphic for us, I'd probably get her to give me like something like a trampoline, with top potential flip targets if we wanted to get that way. And that would be like, I think Jeremiah Smith is still pie in the sky. K.J. Bolden would be a flip target as well uh, for the remainder of the class. And that's kind of what looks like on the radar, guys. If Williams would airy, that's going to be on August the 14th. L.J. McCray is hitting it. He might make his decision in October. Aiden Breland might be an October-November guy. Chris Cole, the very talented, dynamic athlete out of Salem, Virginia. He is, wants to make his decision in September. I believe that date is mid-September, September the 10th or September the 14th. And you have Cam McKell, whose name uh, was going to be on this board, I think, for a long time. Top remaining targets for 2024. Guys, those are your list. 
Georgia's recruiting class has 26 names. Probably only going to add maybe four or five more, depending on those growth players that Georgia identifies in their senior years, that Georgia targets the players that get a whole lot better in their senior years, and dogs go after them, and they get them signed, sealed, and delivered to the class of 2024. Guys, that's a show. You got a lot of stuff. You got some voiceovers. You got some highlights. You got Coach Intel. You got DeMello on the show, another Georgia Dog Nation conversation. Now's the time of the show where you guys hold the remote. You guys hold the clicker. You guys decide what we want to do. This is true interactive before the hedges right now. You got a question? I'm coming to Facebook first, then the Dog Nation homepage, and then YouTube. Uh, you guys got a question? Hit me up. Check it out right there in the comment section, and we would be glad to uh, see what you got. Uh, BMAC has a question. Um, does Georgia end up with the nation's number one class? Number one class in the country for 2024? Yes. All-time Georgia's greatest class? Uh, I think the Woodyard and Bolden decisions are going to make that a little bit harder. Uh, Jay Pye. How often do I see an under-the-radar high school seniors recruiting ranking skyrocket in their senior year? Not so much skyrocket, but go from unrated to high three-star, high four-star. You're going to see some guys go from, you know, mid-four-star to high four-star. I think the main thing is you're going to see Georgia and a lot of other schools in the country and the recruiting industry as whole um, see guys that get a lot better. Sometimes it's a case where – a player dedicates himself to his training, his regimen, gets in the film room. I call it swallowing a grow-up pill where they maybe drop 30 pounds or they put on 20 pounds of muscle or they act a lot – they get a lot faster, they have a growth spurt. That's really the variance you see with the recruiting rankings. More often than not, you see guys like – who can forget? Georgia's got so many stories here. A guy like Ladd McConkey, um, who was really nowhere on the board – for anyone, and then Georgia finds them after those senior film tapes drop in, in December and in November, and they identify, and they see a need, and they pounce on a player like that. Very hard for uh, uh, the big guys to go unnoticed, but when you see a player like Ladd, I think Ladd's a prime example. Kyron Jones is a prime example of when you see their senior year, they see their senior seasons, you see a lot of growth, and you see the dogs say, yep, that's a guy we like. Many, many years we see that. Probably two or three year, two or three players a year, Georgia goes and finds somebody that uh, people weren't talking about in June, people weren't talking about in March, but then the Dog Nation will be talking about it in uh, November and December. Uh, Joel Moody has a question. I think the team most likely to land uh, williams Winery. I think that would be Missouri. Uh, Tom Lavelle, Jordan Ross. I uh, did take an official visit. Um, doesn't seem like that's going to be uh, uh, a great fit for Georgia. Miriam, how are you doing? I hope everything's well. Uh, I want to send a special hello to you tonight. Uh, I wouldn't be concerned about the blank space on the defensive side at all. This is not like a, a Taylor Swift song or anything like that. I would say that um, you love seeing the names on the offensive side of the ball. Georgia's going to have to work through some depth. There's some players now in fall camp that are – uh, being identified as players that Georgia will rely on in the future. Uh, and I think Georgia can be very specific with what they're looking for in terms. And really, Miriam, you know the way recruiting goes. If 
if Georgia doesn't land a Caleb Downs, then they're most likely going to be in a more enviable position to land a K.J. Bolden the next year. And if Georgia somehow doesn't land the number one safety in the country from their backyard in two consecutive classes, well, then that 2025 class, Georgia would be a pole position type player, pole position type school for a player like that. Uh, Marvin Roach, Georgia has the number one recruiting class in the country for 2025 as well. Philip Jordan Wells, how are you? Uh, William A. Camacho, it has been like a seesaw of sort, going from 26 to 27, 26 back up to 27, and now 26. We're talking about poke salad. Wow. Uh, man, my, my mamma used to always talk about poke salad growing up in Gilmer County. Um, David Wayne Carroll, man, you did miss dinner. Let me see. Uh, good stuff there on Facebook. You guys have another question. Uh, David Cook, I think uh, I think Beck's the guy. I think Brock Vandegrift could be the guy. I think Gunner could be the guy. Gunner's really had a good start so far to uh, his fall camp, and this was a year where he really needed to uh, really show the coaching staff and show his team that he can get it done in a pinch for future years. And I think if Beck, I think Beck has all the tools. I think if he has an All SC season, I think if you see him throw for thirty touchdowns and thirty five hundred yards, which I think is, <clears throat> I think it's clearly within realm for him to do that. Um, that might even be kind of smaller type fodder type numbers considering the type of pass catchers Georgia will have with guys like McConkey and Arian Smith showing a, a new growth in his game to where he's more of a pure receiver and not just a nine-route trick pony. Uh, and I think you've got Dominic Lovett. I think he will be around 800, 900 yards this year. Broderick, Brock Bowers, of course, will be in the 800 to 900 to 1,000 range. I really think Georgia has its most complete set of receivers they've ever had. And I think Carson's draft stock is really going to benefit from that because he's already the prototype, big arm, moves pretty well. Um, six foot four is what the NFL draft looks for. Hopping on to uh, check out um, YouTube. Uh, good question. Without NIL, how much better would this class be? Wow, that's a great question. I think you'd see Georgia with more receivers, even better receivers, at least one more receivers in this class. Uh, I think the top targets board would look a lot different. Uh, definitely. You could probably you could probably hypothesize that Georgia might even have two five-star receivers in this class. Uh, Jack Marino, I think major production is coming from Dominic Lovett. Uh, jury is still out on Ra Ra Thomas as well. Ra Ra was always the guy when they were coming in. I was told Ra Ra might need two years, although he's tremendously physically gifted. And Dominic Lovett would be a one year rental on the way to the NFL. Antoine Simpson, how are you? Hope you're doing great. Uh, Antoine since I'm talking about some uh, Pastor Troy no more play in GA is that what you're is that what you're about to uh, about to uh, blast uh, we saw Mr. Smith out of uh, Appling County always good to see uh, a Bulldog parent in there as well uh, Darius Smith Sr. Uh, 
good to see everybody. Uh, I saw some comments in here in the comment section about Dylan Riola. Got a big story I'm working on on Dylan Riola. Probably might be a Sunday type story, but it's one that I've kind of going to dig in the box a little bit and add some depth to it as well. Um, hope you guys would like that. Uh... All right, guys, that has been a Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. You guys know where to go to get those groceries. Go Krogering. Go to Kroger.com backslash sign up for all your digital coupons. You've also got a lot of great stuff to do there with uh, Morning Boost. With our Morning Boost, we have with the Kroger Boost. You can get your groceries for annual fee. You can save a lot of money on fuel. You can get more fuel points as well. And my laptop computer always makes sure to ding right in the middle of before the hedges as well. But at least it's not barking peaches. Guys, that has been a show. We gave you a lot of content. Hope you liked it. Hope you learned something about Georgia football and Georgia football recruiting. Special thanks to everybody that was a part of our show, everybody that put in their hands on this show, put their hands together in a huddle and made this happen. Another edition of Before the Hedges. That's another one in the book. I thank you for your time. If you like the show, share it on your social media. Like it. Subscribe to it. Dog Nation is all about this type of content for each and every one of you guys. For everyone here at Dog Nation, I'm Jeff Sintel. That's been your intel. Everybody will see you guys again later on the pages of dognation.com. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Hug everybody you love. Tell everybody you love you love them. And we'll see you again next week, Lord willing, on Before the Hedges. I'm a bulldog, so Georgia who won't pick it. I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle.